Welcome to The Faithful Servant, a podcast reaching you in the midst of your battles where you can find hope, joy, wisdom, and healing. My name is Eric Howland, and at the end of the day, my hope is that I can hear the words, well done, my faithful servant. Welcome to another episode of The Faithful Servant. Let's jump right in on this one. How many of you are people who just love helping others? You'll go to the ends of the earth for them. You may even take on their burdens for them. For you out there listening in, you're, some of you might be going, yep, that's me. And here's my one question for you. Are you exhausted? You have most likely heard at some point the verse in the book of Mark. It's from Mark 12, 30 through 31. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. These are the two greatest commandments. See, Jesus was explaining to the Pharisees and to his disciples exactly how we're supposed to love. We're supposed to put all of our first into God, all of our mind, all of our heart, all of our strength, all of our soul, who we are. We love God first and foremost. But the second one is you have to love your neighbor. And when he was talking about neighbor, he's talking about your enemy. He's talking about your friends, your family. He's talking about anyone. Well, I'm going to put a little twist on this, though. Because I think some of you are going, yeah, well, I am loving other people. But are you? See, there's something we can all understand. We can all understand that we're to love God. We can all even understand that we're supposed to love others, even though that's difficult. But are we loving ourselves? Because I contend that we must do that before others so that we can love someone else. It took me a long, long time to learn this. I was always willing to help others, and I even found fulfillment in it. It brought me joy. It brought me happiness to be able to see others smile helped me feel good. But in all reality, what was happening on the inside of me was not good. I was breaking down. I was tired. And I got to a point eventually where that drive to help others faded away. 
I found myself clinging to anything, drugs, alcohol, to anyone. Just to have some sense of connection, some sense of fulfillment to fill those voids that were lost. I was in a rut. And as I was going through therapy, I was asked, do I love myself? And I told my therapist at the time, I, 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 don't, I don't know how to answer that question. See, I, I had just this mindset that it's okay if I don't love myself. I, I'm here to help other people, and that's where my love comes from, is to be able to help others. And she put a little twist on this passage from Mark 12. She said, yeah, the second commandment is to love our neighbors. But you're ignoring the two most important aspects or two most important words in that as yourself. See, we talked that day about in order for us to be able to truly love someone else, we must first love ourselves so we know what that love looks like. It brought a lot of confusion and tough emotions because I honestly could tell you right now that at that moment, I didn't love myself. And all those people that I helped over those years, I'm glad I was able to help them. But I wasn't truly loving them. There was something within my soul, there was something within my mind and my heart that was missing. And it's those two little words, as yourself. So you might be sitting here going, yeah, I, I get that. I'm exhausted. Some of you might even be going, I give, I give, and I give, and I get nothing in return, and it leaves me empty. And this message is speaking right to you, for you out there who is struggling with exactly that. You give and you give and you give, and yet you feel empty inside. And I'm gonna kind of give some, you know, things that I worked on and even still today I have to work on 
Because loving yourself is not just a one-time deal and then everything is resolved. It's a process. It's a journey. So the first thing I'm going to tell you that is most important in this is putting yourself right behind God and focus on you. See, God's right there, right above you saying, I'm here, just give me you. And I want to say something right now. Those who love you, that truly love you, will support you when you say, I need to work on me. They'll be there to encourage you. They'll be there to listen to you. They'll be there to do whatever you need. So focus on you first. It's okay to be selfish. Because you matter. And when you focus on you first, you're telling those people around you that you love, that they matter too. See, I came to an epiphany on this one here this week is, you know, when someone asks you that, they need space and time so that they can heal. Yeah, they're doing it for themselves. But they're also doing it for all those people that they love because they want to be at their best for you as well. So be selfish. It's okay. Those people who love you will be there to support you. Another aspect of putting yourself first, you don't have to say yes to everything. You're probably used to that aspect. Like if someone comes to you, they know what your answer is always going to be. It's always going to be yes, because that's what history has taught them. And that's what you have taught them. People who give and give and give set this message out to the world that they are yes people. And there's nothing wrong with saying yes. But if you're exhausted, it's okay to say no. Say yes to the things that matter to you most. And if you can't do something, it's okay to say no. That's loving yourself. That's putting those boundaries up and saying, you know what, I love myself so much that I cannot do this right now. And again, those people who truly love you, they'll be there to support you. And they'll say, that's okay. 
I'll be here waiting when you're ready. Second thing you can do, start identifying who you are. And I've got this broken up into a couple different sections. Identify who you are in God's eyes. Who did God make you to be? Like for me, God made me someone to be able to speak, to translate, to be able to communicate in an effective way to help others. He gave me a heart to be able to love others as long as I first love myself. He gave me a mind to be able to critically think and look in a different viewpoint than what maybe the rest of the world might look at. He gave me an abstract mind, a creative mind to be able to write, to be able to paint. He gave me a body that can endure a lot and persevere. He gave me that strength. See, those are things that I look at on a daily basis. What, how did God create me? What are my gifts? So sit down and write out, I am this in God's eyes. Second, in your own eyes, who are you? What do you like to do? Maybe you like playing golf. Maybe you're someone that likes to go fishing. Go do those things. Maybe you like traveling and you need a trip and you haven't done that in a while because that's your spirit in you is you like to explore. Go do that. So find those things that in your own eyes that you see. And here's a hint. If your vision sucks and you look in a mirror and you can't really see for yourself, it's okay to ask your friends and your family, those people that you love, ask them, because I guarantee you they see you in a different light than you might see yourself. And speak those things into you every day when you wake up and when you go to bed. God is saying, I want you to be confident in who I made you to be. I want you to love who you are. So speak those into you. Third, forgive yourself. This one has always been hard for me. You might be a perfectionist like I am. And when you don't hit the standards that you put in place, are you able to forgive yourself for falling short? Because I'm going to give you a little secret here. And my therapist told me this one. 
God's already forgiven you. Why can't you? See, one of the things I'm studying right now about how we view the world is also how we view God and vice versa. If we're at a place where we question if God forgives us, then we're going to be questioning ourselves if we're even forgiven or if we can forgive others. So when I say God has already forgiven you, he did that. So find it in yourself to be able to forgive yourself for falling short that day. And understand that your past decisions don't necessarily affect your future. You could have made some really, really bad decisions back here. I, if it be drugs, if it be alcohol, if it, you know, any criminal activity or chosen bad relationships that hurt you. They do not have to affect your future. That's a choice. That's saying, you know what? What's happened in the past has happened in the past, and I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to forgive it, and I'm going to work on myself and be better than I was today. And I may fall, I may stumble, I may be all these things. And yet I get up every day and I forgive myself because God has forgiven me. And I always remind myself each and every day, there's things I struggle with. I'm sure if you've listened over the last couple episodes, you can kind of tell what I'm struggling with. And it's okay. I'm not perfect. I'm going to struggle in life. But do I get up dust myself off, and try to be better the next day. Absolutely. Number four. This one is going to hit pretty close to home, too. I think all of these do. Your feelings matter. And some of you out there might be going, yeah, but I, I've always been laughed at when I showed emotions where I vo voiced my feelings to people I loved. I, I was in this relationship, and every time I told them that that makes me sad, they told me I was acting like a baby 
or grow up and you can go on and on with what you've been told. I've been in those relationships where your feelings just never matter. And it puts you in a place where you just can't even express your feelings anymore because you don't even understand them. The only emotion or feeling that you do understand is anger. So you snap at those people closest to you, the ones that love you and the ones that you love. Because anger is one of those feelings and emotions that's just easy to have. We all get frustrated, so it's easy to be angry. But the emotions that really are hard to feel are those ones that are sad. The painful ones. The ones where we were hurt and we tried to express it and that person told us, shut up. So I'm going to challenge you in this area. The best thing that you can start to do is to feel them. And what do I mean by that? When you have those feelings come up, sit silently and feel them so that you can understand where they're coming from. What exactly made you sad? What was said to you that brought up these strong emotions? Who said them? Because one thing that I, I learned in therapy is the person who said them, I probably was never upset with them. It was my past. It was all those other people that I was upset with. But when I look forward at the person who said something in that moment, if I sat in my feelings and understood them, I would have known that that person just loved me. And they are not my past relationships. But that took a lot of work. That took a lot of time and exercising of the mind and the heart and my soul to be able to focus inward, to be able to truly understand that that comment that was made to me made me feel sad because I felt like I didn't have control anymore. And moving forward, don't be afraid to speak them. Just because people in your past doesn't mean the people that are in your life now or will be in your life down the road that they won't validate them. Your feelings matter. If you are sad, you have a right to be able to express that. If you're hurt, you have a right to be able to express why you're hurt. 
if you're happy and joyful, share it. Those who love you will always validate your feelings. Because feelings are just real. They're raw. Those who don't, they'll just try to make you look like a fool. And you don't have time for that anymore. So cut them out. Stay close to the ones that are going to validate your feelings and allow you to have them. Allow you to express them. Give you a space to be able to express them. Even if you are struggling to be able to, those people who love you will be there to give you that space to try. So choose who you want to be around. Number five, and this is one I really have really started to really pay attention to here recently, but finding beauty in everything. Oftentimes we're moving so fast, and I've talked about this in the past, is we move so fast that we miss a lot of things. So today, focus on that flower that might be blooming. And I know you, if you're like I am living in Nebraska, that might be few and far between. But focus on those flowers that might be blooming around you in people's lives, where they might be growing right before you and encourage them. Focus on those special moments that you've had in the past with your children, with your friends, family members, people that you love. Focus on those special moments. Enjoy them. Live in the now. The past is in the past. Tomorrow is still tomorrow. And it has its own worries and concerns. So just live in the now and enjoy those special moments. And focus on you and your growth. You matter. And to be able to truly love others like Jesus has called us to, Remember those two words as yourself. So focus on that growth. Focus on these things. And I promise a change will come and you'll get back to being able to love others the way that you want to. And you'll take that step to be able to first love yourself. And down the road at some point, 
you're going to hear God say to you, well done, my faithful servant.